Blog Talk Radio. This is the national premiere Soccer League show hosted by Daniel Feuerstein, the show dedicated to the NPSL club and the fans. Your host, Daniel Feuerstein. Good evening, NPSL soccer fans, and welcome back to the Four Season Fire American Soccer Show for your national premier soccer league show here on a busy international weekend week and everything else going on here. Uh, CONCACAF Nations League, excuse me, <coughs> um, excuse me about that. Uh, CONCACAF Nations League last night, United States edging Honduras in the 89th minute, one goal to nil. Uh, Mexico in six rounds of penalty, defeating Costa Rica. Uh, 5-4 through six rounds. So it will be USA versus Mexico this coming Sunday night. Uh, World Cup qualifying going on in CONCACAF. Uh, some interesting results in some of the places, especially in not just in CONCACAF, of course, uh, last night in CONMEBOL, uh, South America, and then uh, some of these matches going on in Asia that they're trying to catch up, finish up, and move forward. But, of course, you're worrying about your clubs in the NPSL. What is going on? We've got a great show tonight with some pretty good guests here. Uh, I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. But uh, it's been so far for most of these sides, four games, some less. But it's hot and heavy action, as always, in the NPSL in all of the regional conferences. Uh, let's go ahead and start off in the East as we go to the North Atlantic Conference Division. Currently in first place are the uh, expansion New York Shockers. They have nine points with three wins and a loss so far. Kingston Stockade in second place with eight points. Uh, seventh, third place with seven points is Valo FC. Hartford City right now, fourth place with six points. Uh, Boston City in fifth place with four points, and at the moment has not earned a win yet in North Atlantic Conference play, and that's Greater Lowell Rough Diamonds. They are 0-4 right now with a differential uh, of a negative 21. So right now, Greater Lowell uh, in the basement right now, shall we say, um, in the uh, darkness of the cave, because those rough diamonds are not shining as like you'd like to think they should be. Uh, moving now to the Mid-Atlantic Conference, Baltimore Christos finally getting a match in, and they get their first win of the season, um, and they have the full three points right now. But, uh, and, of course, Northern Virginia, they are tied with them on points with three with their only match played, Northern Virginia United, with uh, a three-point win at the moment. Um, Baltimore Christos, uh, their goals for is at five and for Northern Virginia, their goals for, uh, is two. So the differential is five for Baltimore Christos one right now for Northern Virginia in third place, um, on points. Of course, let's not forget games played and, uh, Baltimore 
Chris Delson, Virginia United, they have games in hand right now. So they are at the top currently of the Mid-Atlantic Conference Division. Philadelphia Lone Star, third place. They do have five points. Um, fourth place, Virginia Beach City with three points. And Frederick with uh, two matches played. They have only accumulated four points so far in NPSL play uh, in the Mid-Atlantic Conference uh, Division. Now the Southeast Conference Division, we have... Georgia Revolution undefeated right now. Five matches played, five wins, 15 points altogether. Georgia Storm expansion side, not bad. Second place, nine points. Let's see what they can do. Northern Alabama, Metro Louisville SC, tied for third for four points. But because of their differential, uh, not being so good with the goal scoring and allowing uh, North Alabama currently with a minus two in third, and then fourth, Metro Louisville with minus three. Uh, Appalachian FC right now uh, staying alive and still in it due to the draws that they've accumulated, three draws. So they have basically three points hanging in there in the bottom, LSA, Atletico, uh, Lanier, and they have four losses and a draw uh, right now in the bottom of that conference division. So let's see what more can be uh, going on over there. The Keystone Conference, Atlantic City FC leading right now at the top, tied actually with at the top with FC Motown, both, mat, both sides with four matches played with 10 points. But Atlantic City scoring one goal more than FC Motown. So they have 15-4. Motown, 14-4. So at the moment, Atlantic City at the top. Of course, goal differential, 11 plus, plus 11 Atlantic City, plus 10 Motown. It looks like those two are going to be fighting tooth and nail for the top spot in the Keystone Conference. West Chester United, third place with nine points. FC Monmouth in fourth place with seven points. Torch FC in fifth place with three points. Uh, Electric City Shock uh, in sixth place, four points. <coughs> Excuse me. First State FC, <coughs> seventh place, also three points. But Torch FC has only played two matches, and that's why they have the advantage currently uh, with games played or games in hand. Hershey FC, the land of chocolate, unfortunately. Uh, all four matches are all losses. They're at the bottom right now conceding a minus 13 on the differential. So we'll see what happens uh, with them. Keystone Conference looking like a real tough conference here in the NPSL and should be exciting as the season continues to go forward here. We'll have to wait and see what the situation will be. Midwest Region Conference, and right now we go to the Great Lakes, Milwaukee Torrent, the land of happy days, and Laverne and Shirley. Four, nothing. Four wins, undefeated 12 points, good for them. Carpathia, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> hope I'm not getting sick here. Carpathia uh, in fourth place with six points, with two wins and a loss. Third place is FC Columbus, and they're tied with Panathinaikos Chicago. But Columbus right now keeping third place with a plus one on the differential. Panathinaikos Chicago at a minus two on the differential. They're in fourth place in FC Indiana right now. He's only played three matches, and they're all losses, so we'll see what happens moving forward. North Conference Division in the Midwest region, Minneapolis City SC, 
undefeated, tied with Med City for the top with four wins, and both of them playing four games. But Minneapolis leading on differential, plus 14, while Med City is in second place with a plus nine. So solid matchups here all together. We'll hopefully we'll see what's going to happen when these two sides face each other. Not yet, but it should be exciting to watch. Duluth FC in third place right now with uh, six. Excuse me, with six points, two wins, and a loss. They have at least a game or two in hand. Joy St. Louis Park off to a they're off to a good start in the middle of the pack right now. Um, still in there third with uh, seven points, two wins, two losses, and a draw. So they're hanging on uh, in fourth place. Fifth place, Sioux Falls Thunder. And uh, right now they have three points with Elsie uh, Aris in sixth place with only a draw above and away from the basement because that's where Dakota Fusion uh, is at the moment. They are 0-4 right now with a minus 16. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I thought I had enough water to drink uh, uh, on the differential Dakota Fusion right now in the bottom of the North Conference division. In the Rust Belt Conference, Pittsburgh hot spots right now with one match play. They have three points. Of course, they have a couple, at least a game or two in hand right now. So they haven't played yet. Cleveland SC in second place right now. Uh, they have four points and, and we're tied with FC Buffalo. Technically, they should be in first, but because of the hot spots, not playing uh, more games at the moment, just the one. The games in hand is in favor of Pittsburgh Hotspots, Syracuse FC right now, with a draw for a point. And then tied with the Rochester Lancers also uh, with a point for that uh, two losses and a draw in three matches. Uh, the minus six on the differential. Erie Commodores right now, dead last. Only one match played, but it was a loss. So nothing much going on there. But for Erie, you know, they still got plenty of time to try and dig themselves out of an early hole. So we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen there. And we're heading down to the south. South region, Gulf Coast Conference, Jacksonville Armada, under 23s, with five matches played undefeated with 15 points. And looking strong, Southern State Soccer Club, not bad, second place with 12 points. Pensacola FC in third place with 10 points. They're looking pretty good so far. The New Orleans Jesters, seven points tied with AFC Mobile for fourth. But the Jesters are on an even differential while Mobile is at a minus four on the differential. And that's why Mobile is in fifth. Tallahassee, it's a minus one on the differential. They have uh, five points in sixth place. Port City FC in seventh with three points. And in dead last right now, Florida Roots expansion side only with a point. They have four losses and a draw out of five games. In the Heartland Conference, Oklahoma City 1889. Three wins and a draw undefeated right now, or shall I say unbeaten. Ten points leading the Heartland Conference. Demise NPSL in second place with four. They have three games in hand as Tulsa Athletic has eight points, two wins, a loss, and two draws. Uh, Rain FK right now in fourth place with two points. Ahead of Arkansas Wolves that also has two points. Uh, Rain 
currently minus two on the differential, while Arkansas Wolves at minus six. And then dead last, uh, only two matches played, two games there to playing in their 0-2 right now with a minus 13 on the differentials, Dallas City FC. And I don't expect them to stay there for much longer if they're going to get on a run here, which I think they can. Deon Denton, Diablos, Damon Gochner's side, three wins, undefeated so far, nine points. He's a happy character and a happy guy, I know that. Brown, FC Brownsville, seven points tied with Mid- Midland Odessa Soccers, seven points each. Plus four in the differential for Brownsville, plus three for Midland Odessa, and Brownsville's in second while Midland Odessa's in third. Irving FC, the expansion, uh, the next team up, seven, uh, excuse me, six points in fourth place. Laredo Heat in fifth place with four. Coyotes FC in sixth place with three. Katie, 1895 in seventh place so far with a draw with a point. And in dead last, Fort Worth, the Caros, they are 0-4 right now in their first four games uh, of this current season. Sunshine Conference, Miami Dutch Lions are 2-0 right now. They have two games in hand and are leading on the... <coughs> Excuse me. I don't understand what's going on today, but uh, hopefully we'll get things taken care of here. Uh, Naples United right now. Four matches played. They do have nine points. They should be leading, but once again, Miami Dutch Lions with two games in hand. They are currently ahead and undefeated. Boca Raton right now in three matches played, six points. Ahead of Central Florida Panthers, who also have six points, a plus two on the differential, plus a game in hand for Boca Raton. So that's why they're ahead of Central Florida at the moment. Miami United in fifth place with three points. And Storm FC, dead last in the Sunshine Conference. Uh, they are currently in dead last with uh, 0-4. And, and in the Western Region Conference, FC Golden State leading that one with seven points, tied on points with FC Arizona. But the differential is in favor of Golden State, plus eight, while Arizona is even. Uh, four points right now for ASC San Diego and for the Las Vegas Legends. San Diego with a plus one. Legends, minus three on the differential. The San Diego in third. The Legends are in fourth. Last is Temecula FC right now. A win and three draws. And uh, currently, that is all we have right now in the Western uh, Conference, in the West Region, the Southwest Conference. Uh, just going to refresh. Looks like um, I know there's more clubs, but we'll have to wait and see what the situation is. And um, maybe uh, they haven't been ready to play yet. So we're just going to make sure that everything is going to be okay for them. And moving forward, it should be exciting. It should be a lot of fun as we get ready to talk some great NPSL teams coming on and as we get off running here on the MPSL soccer show on the four scenes fire American soccer show we have a spe- my first guest midfielder playing for Minneapolis City SC now if, I hope I say his name correctly because I don't want to put in a ten dollars into the uh, into the mistake jar but we'll have to wait and see Mr. Max Steigwart joins me tonight is that correct that is correct. Can you hear me all right? 
I hear you loud and clear, Max. Thank you for your time, and uh, I'm glad I got your name correctly. I want to make sure that I don't make a mistake. Minneapolis City, of course, we all know about the state of soccer in the state of Minnesota. Um, You know, when you come into Minnesota and, you know, you talk about the rich history of the sport inside the state, how amazed are you? But at the same time, are you a local from the state of Minnesota or – uh, you're coming over and you're just amazed at how thirsty and hungry that the entire state is for glory, no matter what club is being played. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely incredible, to be honest. I mean, being I'm, I was born in South America, so being from kind of all over, um, coming to a, a state where the sport just keeps growing and growing is, is absolutely incredible. So definitely can't complain there. No, that's absolutely uh, you know great to know about, and all I can say is is that knowing about obviously we all know about Minnesota United FC, but also all these lower level clubs in Minnesota, especially in your conference uh, and your, you know you have to be fighting left and right to make sure that everything you know is going smoothly for your side, and especially against Med City right now, twelve points shared with both of your sides uh right now your side leading that north conference what's it like to take on some of these clubs within this division this uh, conference division right now in the north i mean you got to be scratching and clawing to stay above not just to stay in first place but basically above water because it looks like it's it's a hell conference for you guys yeah, you know, it's, it's always tough, you know, wh- whichever team you play, you know, you're going to find competitive nature all all the way around, you know, the year. Um, you know, you got guys floating back in from college, you know, you've got older guys that have been with the programs for a long time. Um, so it's whatever you find, you're, you're always going to, it's always going to be competitive. You know, I think kind of that Minnesota rivalry, like you said, having so many teams from Minnesota um, kind of gives it that a little more of that edge, right? Because you want to be the best team in the state first. So I think that's where it starts. And then, you know, you want to shoot for bigger things, but um, definitely, definitely, you know, playing a team from Minnesota, there's a little bit of, of blood on the line, but it's always good com- competition, I think. When you first came to Minneapolis City, what was your first ex- uh, impressions about uh, the Twin Cities having these teams, you know, playing in that, not just playing in the state, but the city itself? I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of clubs in the professional levels going forward, and they've never, ever had an off year or shall we say they've never had a year where there hasn't been professional soccer not being played uh, inside the state. How amazed are you about what goes on with those Minneapolis supporters that are been with you guys through thick and thin? Yeah, no, they're, they're absolutely incredible, you know, and, and having that, that fan base is huge, you know, whether it's you're hearing your name, you know, being yelled at from the crowd or, or kind of whatever it might be, you know, you see some of those same supporters go and support, Minnesota United on their big day. So I think just having that fan base, you know, be very Minnesota-based is, is absolutely awesome. You know, seeing, seeing similar faces year to year, you know, having the same members come out to games, you know, seeing even their kids come out to games, it, it really, really is something special. That's really great to see. And uh, obviously Minneapolis has got such a rich history in the lower levels of American soccer moving forward. Um, talking about your side, you know, when you go out there performing a job, um, if I can ask you this, you know, what is it about your club that 
some teams, they really don't want to face you guys. We all know how tough you guys have been playing so far for the years and years in the past. What makes your side so difficult to challenge against? Yeah, no, and I think, you know, this is something we've embraced from the, from the very first year we started. Um, the culture of the club is, is something, you know, unlike most other teams, just because so many of other teams rely on college guys to be floating in. You know, with this club, we have so many guys that are local and based. You know, some of these guys I've known since I was 10, 12 years old, you know, growing up playing in the same league or playing against each other or whatever it might be, you know, you've seen these same faces from, like I said, 10 to 12 years old. So, you know, you've seen these guys grow up, you know, what high school they went to, you know, their families, you know, that culture is just something that I think is, is tough to beat, to be completely honest with you. Now, as I've said already, obviously your side undefeated, Med City right now currently undefeated. Uh, I mean, you've been pouring in goals all over the place, including Med City. You've vegged them at the moment um, with uh, the differential, of course. Um, When you are playing with your teammates, how ready are they? How improved have they been, you know, throughout the year? And, of course, starting off undefeated is a miracle within itself. doesn't matter which league you're in. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and I think that's a, a really big test to the coaches. You know, we, we started together in, in, early Jan- in early January, you know, coming together, doing some preseason stuff, you know, having limited days, days a week with the staff and with the players that were home at the moment. Um, so, you know, getting to, to be – with the, with the team kind of early and getting all those prep sessions in and watching film and all those kind of nice things, you know, it's, it's a huge kind of, it's a, it's a really big thing to just be ready for games like this. You know, we, we've done our scouting report, you know, I'm sure they've done theirs. Um, so I think we're, we're ready for the challenge. It's going to be a very hot day. Um, supposed to be 98 degrees on the turf. So we'll see kind of what challenges that brings all along. But, you know, I think both teams will be prepared and it'll be a very, very good game on both sides. So we're definitely very excited. <clears throat> Uh, your head coach is Matt Van Ben Schotten. What's it like to play with him, uh, or shall I say, to be coached by him? Obviously, he's got some uh, good players, or excuse me, good members of on his uh, coaching staff, like Tom Burnett, uh, Derek Johnson, the goalkeeping coach, and of course your uh, performance analyst in Trey Oliver. What's it like with uh, Matt and his staff whenever you're ready to go for a match? Yeah, it's it's absolutely awesome. You know, the prep work that they do, you know, a lot of it being after hours is, is absolutely incredible. You know, Trey spends hours on hours on hours just uploading video for us to, to get all the right, you know, segments that we want to watch or all the right plays that we need to rewatch. Um, absolutely amazing. You know, Matt is like a is like a little tactical genius. You know, he, he doesn't say much but, you know, when he when he does say it says when he does say things it's all on point. You know, he he's done his time doing his homework and, and making sure we've got everything we need. Um, but the entire staff alone is, it's really just something, it's something incredible. You know, we, it's a little family for a reason. Um, it's hard to walk away from even guys that have, you know, unfortunately had to leave the club for, you know, work reasons or whatever it might be after years of being here. Um, you know, they're, they're still part of it, either watching the live streams or donating in any way they can. So it's, it's absolutely incredible. No, that's absolutely great, and obviously it's nice to know how big of a family Minneapolis City is right now. And uh, <clears throat> just adding on to the amount of clubs that are playing in the professional levels of American soccer, uh, it's just wonderful to see how everyone has been <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I don't know what's going on with me. I guess I'm having allergy attacks. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but um, 
But um, I just, I'm just amazed to hear about, you know, how many of these clubs, the NPSL, uh, there's such a tight-knit group, each and every one, and how everything's been going forward. And obviously, um, playoffs, obviously it's still early. You only had four matches played, but, you know, they talk about the playoffs. They talk about uh, going for that title for the league championship when uh, you started playing over here. Yeah, you know, it's something we're, we're definitely aware of and we, and we keep track of. You know, we've, I think it's the back-to-back champions we, we have now um, in the North Conference. So I think winning it, you know, 2018, 2019, and then couldn't, you know, COVID kind of slow things down for everyone. But, you know, it's something that's it's a target on our back, but something we're, we're aiming to do again. So, um, you know, playing for that is, is something big and something that's a challenge we want to take on. No, it really sounds like uh, you have a lot of challenges in front of you. Like I said, this conference, <coughs> excuse me, has become a huge challenge. I mean, we all know about different conferences and the MPSL and how each side has always been uh, a tough customer, no matter who it is. But for some of us that are not aware about that conference you're playing in, uh, as I've said already, obviously, but still, you know, Joy St. Louis Park expansion side, they're off and running. They're doing well. Sioux Falls Thunder, tough side. Um, right now, Dakota Fusion not doing so well. But once again, um, the points are not that much of a separation currently uh, with, I'd say, the first four or five sides in this uh, conference right now in the north. Yeah, absolutely, and that's another big thing on this conference. You know, this isn't a any game you can't really take lightly. Even teams that maybe haven't hit their stride yet, you know, um, you know, they might just pop off at any second. So it's something to definitely you got to be aware of because you know something like that might just spark a team and and get them going for the second half of the season. Um, you know, every game you've got to be ready for. Every game's going to be tight. Um, you know, you do your scouting report the best you can, but at the end of the day, it just comes down to are you ready to play on that day and how well can you take care of business. Now, obviously, you play midfield. Are you an attacking, creative, or you're defensive right now? Uh, I like to think myself, and I guess my role is, is very box-to-box, you know, create, kind of connect our, our defense to our attacking side, you know, get forward when I can, but also do the work behind the scenes. Um, so I just I love to be all over the place. Okay, that's great. And uh, the U.S. men's national team might need someone like you somewhere down the road. Uh, Hopefully you'll be able to uh, break through, and we'll see what happens, obviously, this coming Sunday, USA, Mexico for the CONCACAF Nations League. We'll see what happens then. Uh, Absolutely. But outside of that, when you – absolutely. And it's it's always going to be a fun time when those two sides uh, get together. But if I can ask you this, which professional player – did you watch growing up that you want to be uh, or emulate that player, whether it be, you know, locally or internationally, you know, no matter where uh, they're being played at? Yeah. So I grew up in that kind of Pep Guardiola Barcelona era. So my big two players that, you know, I watched my entire life were Iniesta and Xavi. And to, to this day, they're, you know, absolute class. And I have the utmost respect and passion for um, I'll even now, now, now again, go watch some highlights from their good days, um, you know, just trying to emulate their game as much as possible, trying to stay, you know, two, three steps ahead of the game whenever I can. Um, but I think current gen right now, I think Frankie de Jong or Kevin De Bruyne are my two, my two top players that I like to watch. That's good. That I mean, look, I, I'll be honest with you. I was expecting the messy answer when I heard Barcelona. So I was <laughs> expecting the messy answer. But you know what? 
No, Iniesta is an excellent choice. I, I loved his game, too. Of course, Messi gets the big name and the big bucks. We all know that. He's the bright lights on the marquee. But you know what? Those teams back in the day, uh, I, I, to me, it didn't matter who was managing them. They would still be dominating La Liga and anywhere in Europe, especially for the Spanish national team, uh, when they get their opportunity. So, I mean, I don't blame you at all for, uh, you know, picking one of those two. But still, though, it's going to be interesting. Um, so, as I've said, <clears throat> excuse me, you have four matches already under your belt. You're undefeated. Um, how do you think the season is going to be uh, for the future right now for Minneapolis SC? Do you continue to believe you'll remain undefeated or do you feel uh, strong enough that you may uh, go further than winning the, not just winning your uh, division right now? Yeah. You know, I think we're, we're confident in our abilities and kind of the, the game plan we have and, and the depth we have, especially this year. You know, a lot of guys each year, more and more college guys come back, whether it's at the D one through D three level, um, you know, even some guys turning down some USL contracts to play with us and stay home base. Um, so, it's, you know, the depth just continues to grow, which is incredible. Um, so, you know, we, we're going to aim really high, but, you know, I think we, we want to re- remain undefeated like this. But if, you know, a slip-up happens or, you know, we, we get beat, um, we're not going to let that, you know, get us down. We're going we're gonna to keep going forward and, and hopefully shoot for the moon like our, like our logo is saying. Absolutely, and why not? Go for it and go for it strong. All right, Max, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Good luck with your season along with Minneapolis City SC, and uh, have a good season, and I hope to hear from you again soon. You take care. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you guys. No problem. Thank you, Max. Excuse me. Uh, That was Max Steigwart, as uh, he is the midfielder for Minneapolis SC. Minneapolis City SC, excuse me, as right now they are sharing the top of the division in the north with Med City, but they lead on goal differential, and it should be a fun time to go forward. Now joining me is a club that's, of course, an opponent of Minneapolis City SC, and he is in with Duluth FC. Jake Starling, the defender for the club, joining me right now on the MPSL Soccer Show. Jake, good evening, and how are you? I guess we're having some issues with... um, with his phone, maybe we'll, we'll try that another time. So Hello? let's see. We have someone. Maybe this is Jake. Are you there? Yep. Jake, are you there? Okay. Hello? Are you hear me, Jake? And it looks like we just lost Jake there. So um, hopefully we will get him back on. Uh, moving forward here, so we'll take a look and see what will happen. And let's see, let's see if we can get him. Maybe he's back on with us right now. This is what happens Hello, with phone problems right? at the time. Uh, Jake, is this you? Yes, sir. How you doing? We're doing very well. Thank you for joining me once again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jake Starling for Duluth City, excuse me, Duluth FC, uh, here on the MPSL Soccer Show, Jake. Uh, I have to ask you, um, I've already had Mr. Steigwart from Minneapolis City. Uh, just for your, from your perspective, obviously third place right now in the North Conference, how tough is this conference? 
when you have to face all of these opponents hungry to get to that top spot, including for your side as well? Yeah, I mean, this conference is always filled with uh, good teams you know, from top to bottom, whether you know, right now I'm in Epstein at the top or Dakota Fusion. Um, you know, every game is going to be a, a tough game and uh, one to battle out, especially, you know, playing teams like Minneapolis City and Med City who are, have had historically good clubs throughout the years. Um, you know, so it's just you have to be ready and prepare for every single game because any team can win any given day. Now, I don't know if you were on the club back then, but during the U.S. Open Cup first round, Duluth FC, big, big battle, big eight-goal match, 4-4 through regulation, and, of course, extra time. And then you come up big with a big penalty kick shootout victory to advance to the second round. Were you on the club at the time? And if you were or not, if you were able to watch that match, what was that like to be a part of it or at least watching it if you were able to, to watch it? Um, I was not on that team, unfortunately. I came the first season was 2019. Um, but watching that match, uh, it gave me and you're excited to come up to Duluth because I saw the potential and how, um, how good of a team it was and, and the chemistry they had. Um, I was part of that 2019 Open Cup match against the one minutes where we went to penalties as well. But unfortunately, uh, we lost the only shoot out that round. But you know, it was just cool to see the atmosphere and the quality the team had. So... <clears throat> Moving on here, obviously, Duluth FC in Duluth, Minnesota, uh, a club that has been known for a lot of, uh, let's just say, hard-nosed soccer moving forward. Um, how incredible has Duluth been, and what's the town like for those of us that are not familiar with it? Yeah, so um, this year we actually have representatives from 13 different countries, so, you know, when you come here, there's people of all cultures come from all different backgrounds played all different levels but the talent pool is always great here that's what's part of the reason why i came back for another season because i know uh, coach sean and the guys do a good job recruiting and getting guys in that are ready to play and are good players and it's just it's so fun playing around the guys that you know are are technically able and just physically able to do be successful uh, on the field sean morgan is your head coach and uh, how demanding is he how good is he and uh, how much can you get away with? No, I'm only kidding about the last part, but seriously, though. Uh, <laughs> Sean Morgan, your head coach, uh, with his assistants, and Ben Cullen and Otto Berti. Uh, what's it like to be managed by those guys, and you know, how does he get you guys ready uh, for your next matches? Uh, it's great. Uh, it's great playing for these guys. Um, they put a lot of trust in us, and which is good. I feel they, they're very passionate about the game. Um, and they're they're very uh, they're very experienced and skilled when it comes to tactics and and drawing things up. You know, every day is uh, a session that's meaningful. Um, you know, every single day is something where we have to work to achieve our goal. Um, and they're they're really tactical when it comes to uh, planning out and scouting teams. And Sean being the first year coach uh, for us this year, you won't even be able to tell because the way that he uh, he runs this team is just very well organized and you can tell he wants to be successful. Talk about your back line right now. Obviously, like I said, the club's in third place. But I will say this, though. To me, it sounds like Duluth can really challenge both Med City and Minneapolis City FC for that top spot. What's that challenge for you and your fellow back line mates to go out there and perform a job defensively to keep that ball outside of, out of your net as much as possible? Yeah, I mean, you know, coming in, you, you come and play with guys who you might not have played before. I uh, actually played alongside Liam Cadone in 2019 here, so I know what his game is like. But, you know, coming here and meet new players and see how they play, it takes a while to get that, 
that mess going. But, you know, I have full faith in our back line. You know, we're all strong, good players, and you know, everybody wants to win. They're all passionate, and they all do the work, you know, for the full 90 minutes. So, you know, we're all up for the challenge to get to the top of the table. We're a game behind those guys, you know, and, and we've only, we only played one of them once. So, we're excited to get going and, and get the season going. And that's really good to hear. And uh, as I've said already, um, you know, Duluth FC, a tough customer in this division. Um, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, this season. Hopefully next year uh, we'll get the Open Cup back up and running. I mean, I believe they'll still have something, but I'm not sure if these first-round sides are going to go in. But uh, when you talk about, of course, because I just talked about with you, uh, you know, how big the Open Cup is, in your mind and your teammates as well, when you talk about the Open Cup, what does that mean to you to be involved in that competition? You know, it's just an honor, you know, being able to be in a competition with so many great teams that, from all different leagues, from the USL2 to the USL, the championship, you know, it's obviously the end goal is to, to win and, and get to play those big games, those big stadiums, but, um, you know, it's just an honor to play. You know, it makes you feel like a real professional whenever, you know, you have ESPN cameras out there and, you know, the interviews going on and all the background knowledge. And the fan base are great whenever you go play those games, you know, you're going to play in front of thousands of people. So, you know, playing the Open Cup is always a dream and it's always a goal of, of our team to get back to. And that's great to hear. That's uh, absolutely wonderful to hear. Uh, of course, everyone loves the Open Cup, and it depends on who will be the next ones going in there. And uh, we'll have to wait and see, of course, what the situations will be. Um, now, in Duluth, uh, your field that you perform on, is it a college stadium, a high school stadium, a regular athletic complex? And how big of a fan base has Duluth FC had ever since starting up in the MPSL? Um, we actually play at a, a public school stadium. It's right in the, the middle of the, the business area in Duluth. So, you know, the fan turnout has always been great. I mean, last year we had, you know, close to about 700 fans a game. In our first game this year against Royal, we had, you know, up, up there about seven, 800 fans there. So, you know, the atmosphere is great. You know, they're all there because there's not a big special team in the Duluth area. You know, the closest ones are in the, the, the cities down in Minneapolis. So we're kind of the team of the summer. So it's really cool the atmosphere. You know, they have their, they come, they bring the drums, the smoke bombs, and they're always into the game for the full 90 minutes. So it's a good time to be out there. Now, obviously, you're a defender. Uh, which defender, whether it be an MLS or someone local from your area, or at the same time, maybe internationally, did you want to follow? Who did you want to emulate? Which player was it that you really wanted to be? Well, I wasn't a defender until I got to college, actually. So I grew up playing striker and winger until I got to college level. But when I got to college level, I, uh, I started watching uh, Trippier when he was at Tottenham and then for England now at Atletico. I think like the way he plays his game, how he carries himself. He's very composed on the ball. You know, he's willing to do the dirty work and uh, go 100% for the whole 90 minutes. So I like to try to emulate his game. So why did you give up being a striker? They had too many or you just felt like you needed a change? Um, well, in college, I was we had – we had a uh, winger striker bar, and the uh, some of the state conference down in Florida, it's a, it's a tough conference down there, so they said they wanted some a pullback to our strong athletics. So my coach just put me right there to try it, and ever since then I've been uh, I've been back there ever since. Can't get out. That's good. Well, I mean, look, um, I mean, I knew someone that was a big uh, college soccer star uh, here in, New Jer- in the New Jersey area, and, and he was asked to play defense, of course. Uh, he was a great striker in Division Three in the New Jersey Athletic uh, Association. 
uh, division. So I can understand where you're coming from. And uh, I know uh, he's done some decent stuff, but uh, I just remember him being a, a striker, and then he got played. He played defense, and uh, he liked being a defender more than, I guess, a striker. But still, though, a lot of running, I would assume, for you, right? Because those run-back defensive plays. Yeah, I mean, I like I like the we play here at Duluth, you know, and in college as well. They they encourage us outside back to get forward, like more like the modern game. So you know, I enjoy that. So did it use a bit my attacking side from when I was when I was younger, and I got to do those things. But yeah, I enjoy. It. I mean, I like I love you know getting into tackles, love challenging one of headers and stuff. I also like getting forward. So you know, I love the position now that I'm in, and uh, I I won't plan it all. I won't change it for anything. No, that's great to hear. Um, so if I can ask you this, the style that uh, your club plays, uh, is it a pressing style? Uh, are you looking to uh, play with a uh, diamond in the midfield? Um, you have a crazy formation you like to play. What's the, what's the, the top level of, uh, of tactics that your club likes to play in your, in your mind? You know, we like, to, we like to press to a certain extent, but, you know, we're a team that we believe we, we drop in and we're hard to break down. Um, when it comes to the, being on the ball, we just like to be composed. We like to keep the ball. We're not, we don't try to pound it forward all the time. We have the players that are technically able to keep the ball and are very composed on the ball. So we try to do that as best as we can. And, you know, we try to form those diamonds to have those, those easy ways out and, you know, get to the other side. But, yeah, I would say we try to press to a certain extent. But, you know, we're a very hard team, difficult team to break down. So when we drop in the box, it's okay. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. And, obviously, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, to watch you guys going forward to see what's going to happen uh, so far. Um, but as of right now, uh, looking at the standings in the North Conference, like I've said, we've mentioned already, third place in the conference in the North. Uh, big, tough task to climb over Minneapolis City and Med City. What does Duluth need to do to try to find to leapfrog over those clubs? Not sure if you played them yet, which I don't think you have, but uh, when you're going to be playing for 90 minutes against those guys, uh, what's that going to be, and uh, how much of a challenge are you going to have there? You know, we should be, we should stay confident. Um, you know, those games are always, always grinded out games. You know, whoever wants more for 90 minutes, both sides have good quality players, as we know. Um, so it's just whoever really wants more, and whoever comes to play that day. Um, you know, I've been, I've been able to experience those games, you know, being here on 2019. So some of my new teammates, you know, I, I stress on, it, on how important those games are because, you know, the atmosphere when we go away, those places, their fan bases are great just as well as ours. So, you know, it's just whoever wants to show up that day and play and whoever wants them more. Yeah, I agree with you. You got to make sure that those are the big time, those big time teams you got to play against, that these games matter. Obviously, every game matters, but when it's a rivalry, a derby matchup, you know, those games are the most important ones going forward. Um, so once again, um, if I can get your opinion, obviously this coming Sunday, USA, Mexico, we all know the big rivalry here in CONCACAF, the big Derby match in the first ever CONCACAF nations leagues finals. Uh, what are you expecting from Sunday in your opinion? You know, obviously I'm, I'm hoping for a, a United States win, but you know, it's going to be, it's gonna be one of those games that, like you said, you know, one of those Derby games and the rivals. Just grind out. We got a good young, uh, young core for the United States. So just hoping they they show up and play out. They know we know they can play and they pull out with a win. Exactly, and that's what I like to hear, and that's what I want to see. And let's hope that happens. Uh, Sunday night course. If you have it on the app, Paramount Plus, 
CBS Sports Network here in the States. You're going to be able to watch it live on either one on English language. It should be a lot of fun. And I guess finally, if I can ask you this, name me the best area in Duluth, downtown or around it, where you can get a good meal. And at the same time, what is your favorite place to stop inside Duluth? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, let me think. I would say my favorite place in Duluth to eat would probably be, hmm, I'm not sure. There's a lot of the local places that mm-hmm. we like, but um, I would say my little favorite place to go is, uh, is, is also a shout-out to one of our uh, host families is Yellow Bike Coffee Shop. You know, for breakfast, it's got good aesthetic. It's one of our host mom's uh, business, so we get in there, we always get pretty well. It's always got good snacks and good food, so I would say it's one of my favorite places to go in Duluth. That's good answer right there. That's what I like to hear. And good breakfast shop. Why not? Why not go to a breakfast shop and have some fun? That is absolutely fantastic to hear. Well, let me just say this. It was great to have you on, Jake. I hope you have a good season uh, for Duluth, and I hope you guys do well in the season. You take care, and thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Jake Starling, defender for Duluth FC. Joining me here on the NPSL Soccer Show here on the Four Scenes Fire American Soccer Show. Uh, my next guest, and hopefully this is him, uh, coming from Temecula FC. Of course, you need a solid goalkeeper to make sure that everything gets stopped in front of you, period. Brent Reese joins me uh, tonight right now, goalkeeper for Temecula FC. Re- Bron- uh, excuse me, Brent, good evening, and how are you? Good buddy, how are you doing? Very well, thank you very much. Now, I, I hear you loud and clear. You're doing very good. Now I'm going to have to ask you the very first and very important question uh, of the night. Is, is, your, is, is your dad Matt Reese? No, no, no. Actually, uh, I used to work with uh, Matt Reese over at Galaxy. And uh, when, he, when he was with Revolution, everyone always would joke around thinking that hey, I were brothers or cousins. It's just funny we have uh, the same last name and we're both goalkeepers. Exactly, because I would think, you know, you, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You know, your last name's Reese. I thought you related, yes, and, you know, I'm not not saying you've decided to shave your head bald or anything like that, but, you know, why not? <laughs> you can go for, for good luck. If you're a superstitious player, why not? You can head well, I already, down I already to have ball the ball land. I have a buzz okay. cut, too. I have a buzz cut. Oh, you have the buzz a, cut? Uh, the he has the big hair, so it's we're close. We're close. Okay, okay. Uh, Temecula FC, of course, uh, one of the top clubs in the western uh, region of the MPSL. Uh, just to talk about what's it like being on that club uh, with Temecula, and um, how strong is it going forward? Uh, I, I love it. I mean, I've been with the club um, since I think the second year they started on and off. Um, it's a very local uh, very intimate. Uh, everyone gets along. Everything's family oriented. Um, all about the community. And um, uh, yeah, it's just it's different than most clubs I played on, where it's all about the supporters and the community, and and you're not playing more for yourself. You're playing more for a club and the and the crest. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, seeing photos and videos of all these Temecula supporters coming in there, I mean, what's it like to be cheered on by uh, people who are so dedicated to the club and they're dedicated to you to see you play goal? Oh, it's great. Um, I mean, I've been in, involved with the games where the score has been 8-0 against us, and the supporters are the first ones there to let us know how we played. I've been in games like two weeks ago where we won 2-0, and supporters are coming on the field thanking us for a great night. And, and so it's just it's great where you have supporters that are very true to the sport, and they're going to let you know when you're not playing well. They're going to let you know when you're playing when you're playing well and, and or not playing well. So it's just, it's just a great environment to have those kind of people, and it, it just it literally it bump it motivates you to to play harder, knowing that they're always going to be there supporting you. Mm-hmm. No, that's great to hear. <clears throat> you know, you'll love to hear. Uh, you know, dedicated supporters being in the team and uh, moving forward and uh, just going out there and uh, performing at the top of uh, the level that you got to be in. Uh, your head coach is AJ. If I can pronounce his last name correctly, you know, give me uh, give me five bucks. I hope I can get it right. Co uh, <laughs> Varubias. AJ Co Varubias. Is that correct? AJ is one of our assistant coaches. Our head coach is Austin Levin. Um, oh, Irish okay. boy. Oh, that's our head coach. Um, AJ is one of the assistants. Um, but yeah, you you hit it spot on. Kovarubius. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So, what is it about uh, Austin Levens that gets you guys excited uh, to get to the training ground, prepare for a match, and then go out there to play 90 minutes? In a little Irish myself, he has that uh, the Irish passion and the and the and the, the grit and the will to want to win, and he expects the the best from us, and he expects the best from himself. So it's 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 nice to have someone that is passionate about the game, like all of us are, and he just holds us to a higher standard. And um, there's days where you know he's wanting the the most from us, and there's days that he can be a little more more. Not joking around and just more, not lax, but just more um, less off the throttle. But it's the days where he's on the throttle that kind of, for me personally, motivates me because I'm not one to want to let someone down. And so when he he's feeling like we 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 take our foot off the gas, he is the one that's pumping the gas more for us to try to motivate us and get us more uh, the more want the will the will to win and 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 get ourselves out there to perform. No, that's great to hear. Um, has he ever told stories about clubs in the past that either he's been a part of uh, back in Ireland, you know, uh, playing against, you know, big rivalries in Ireland or, you know, maybe international matches involving qualifying for UEFA League, uh, Europa League or Champions League? What type of a guy does that, you know, or him, I should say, uh, to give you some great stories about, you know, great matches from the past? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So me being one, I'm probably the oldest guy on the team. Um, I am very big on learning experiences and, and getting to know people and learning learning from their past and, and, and listening to what they've gone through and how, what they've experienced and how they experience things. And I take every opportunity to – be around the more experienced coaches and him and I were in the in the car together driving to Vegas and just talking to him about how he was in Ireland 
um, playing for clubs and never missing an opportunity because you never know when that opportunity is going to come. So just being being a sponge, and I mean, there's I mean, I've known him for what four years now. So there's there's a ton of stories mm-hmm. that he he would express and share with me. I mean, I don't know about other players, but hey, he's also a goalkeeper, so him and I have a little bit more connection than the other players. So oh, that's great. He just share with me share with me experiences and and moments where like I mean, when he got scouted to play pro soccer, he was playing in a game when the scout was actually watching the striker of the other team. And he actually showed out that as a team and got the result. And then the scout ended up liking him and invited him out to a, a trial. So it's just little things like that that kind of keep keep me motivated and keep me going. I mean, like I said, I am the oldest guy on the team, so it's it's a little harder to to stay stay going than the other guys. How old are you really? I'm 32. You are the oldest guy on the team. Oh my God! No. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think I'm the oldest guy. I think I'm the oldest guy by I think five years, five six years. Uh huh. But you can't tell. You can't tell. I'm definitely the uh, the youngest looking. Wow. So it must be uh, that that uh, was it the de aging cream. Is that what you're using? Or no? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely use it underneath the eyeballs. I mean, who sleeps nowadays, anyways, right? Exactly. You gotta use all the tricks in the trade just so you can stay young and be forever young. Um, being a goalkeeper, obviously, you probably had some players back in the day that you probably want to emulate, whether it be from MLS, locally, from, you know, maybe the town next next to you, whoever it is, even internationally. You know, who was the goalkeeper you wanted to uh emulate? Um, being being that I I, I didn't grow up Watching European soccer like uh, like uh, Manchester United, Liverpool, all those teams. Uh, I grew up pretty much only watching like USA. So uh, Tony Miola, um, uh, Tim Howard's always been one of my favorites. Uh, I did a couple book reports on Tim Howard and just the backside of his his personality and and how he's used he's had he had Tourette's and so using his his disease and his illness or whatever you want to call it to motivate him and how the how it kept him going um matt reese was one of my favorites with revolution um and so more more of the american goalkeepers um the older guys um casey casey keller was one of my favorites when he played for the u.s national team so those guys are more my style um nowadays everyone likes the uh the more the more uh aggressive goalkeepers the the Manuel Neuer's and those guys um but mine have always been the American goalkeepers. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Tim Howard. Obviously, Matt Reese has been a very good, strong goalkeeper in the league. Casey Keller, obviously, oh, Kevin, has Kevin been fantastic Hartman, back Hartman, in the yeah. day. Uh, oh, and Kevin Hartman. Oh, absolutely, Kevin Hartman. He's He has been uh, a stalwart in goal during those days with the L.A. Galaxy back in the day. Yeah. Um, he but has I, been uh, fantastic. Now, so No, I'm just I'm agreeing with you. You know, you can't go wrong with those list of goalkeepers that you know you you know you want to you know emulate and be you know. I mean, I've watched Tim Howard perform back here um, with the. uh, Of course, now there's the New York Red Bulls. Back then, it was the Metro Stars. Uh, He had a great run in the 1998 Open Cup. Got to the semifinals. 
unfortunately couldn't get anything over the hump. He's made some – I will say this about Tim Howard. I, I, he is the only goalkeeper that I know of that has made saves out of his rear end, and it looks like hockey goalie saves. Uh, oh, if yeah. you ever get a chance, if you ever get a chance to watch uh, highlights uh, from him uh, at the time, it was Kansas City Wizards. They were in Arrowhead Stadium back. I would say it was the. Uh, I would like to say it was the 2000 season where uh, Tim Howard made three consecutive saves on three consecutive shots. And they were down at the time. I think they were down one nothing at the time, and the Metro Stars came back to win it two one. But if it's not for that sequence by Tim Howard, you know oh, yeah. that would not be a big three points on the road back then because that was unbelievable what he did, how quick he was and it, and it, to the ball and, it, and everything. A lot of that stems from just his background. A lot of people don't. I mean, I love. I've been playing goalkeepers since I was five years old. So all the goalkeepers that I like and and I've and I've learn from I, I look back and I look at who they are and and why they the way they are and um just his background and and where he's come from and what he had what challenges that he had to overcome um I think that just it just it just emulates from him in the games and the will to never give up and he uh a lot of, had a lot of people telling him that he wouldn't make it so for him to to, to play the, the career that he had was amazing Yeah. No, like I said, uh, you can't go wrong with Tim Howard at all uh, if you're going to go and emulate a goalkeeper, definitely. Um, But just to go back with the club right now, um, at this point in time in the uh, division, uh, Temecula, unfortunately, is in last place. Uh, You only have a win with uh, and three losses in four matches played. Uh, What do you feel needs to happen to right the ship and challenge both FC Arizona and FC Golden State for that top spot in the division? Um, definitely just um, it's just more camaraderie on the team and making sure everyone is on, on board and everyone has the same goal um, to win and to get to the wins and, and staying healthy. We had a couple guys um, scratched late from last weekend's game. That um, Definitely. They could have helped us um, if they're healthy, um, and just being being more more. What's the word I can use? Um, just more aware of careful the, the, now the style and the, the style of the league that we're in. Um, we're not in we're not in a league anymore where you can just show up and and play games, and you have to be ready to perform and to play, and and your health and your fitness and everything is is vital. And I think coming off this year, um, our state, our state was uh, one of the one of the few that were extremely locked down, and there was no soccer for I think seven months. So it's it's definitely time to step up and get ourselves back into the top-notch playing performance, um, like we used to have, like we had before. But um, I think if we definitely just all get on the same page and work hard and this league, and there, I mean, I played for this team like I said for years, and there's always there's always a team that surprises someone every <clears> season. Um, I mean, look at last weekend's match against uh, Las Vegas Knights and or Lights and uh, and uh, FC Ar- uh, uh, Arizona. I mean, Vegas came out and beat them at home, 
uh, at Arizona. So there's, a, there's results that can be can go either way. Um, so we have to just do our part and just come out and perform and get the wins, and and hopefully we get a little help from the other teams, that have a little bit of us to help us squeak through. Now my last question to you is this. And uh, obviously I'm not from the area, but I'd like to know, and not to make anyone jealous or feel bad, but in your mind, what is the best – where in the area where Temecula plays, where can you get the best food, whether it be a lunch place, like a sandwich place, or a bar, or a restaurant, or just a burger joint? Like what is the best tasting food you've had in the Temecula area? You're talking to a foodie right now. Um, you can, <laughs> a, I mean, there's, there's so many different places. I mean, we have our, in Temecula, we're, we're considered wine country. So we have uh, a ton of wineries that have good food, good, good alcohol and good drinks. And, um, we have, uh, our old town, it's full of great food, great bars. Um, so it literally just depends on like your mood. Like if you're feeling like pizza, there's some good pizza places. If you're feeling like a, like a good sandwich, like every day before, every every day on game day, I go to this place called Benny's Deli, uh, Benny's Place Deli, and they have one of the best sandwiches, cold cut sandwiches you can find. So it just really depends on your mood, um, and I mean, you can't go wrong anywhere. That's great, and that's what I love to hear. Uh, hopefully, I get over there one day, and you're going to have to give me a food a foodie tour. You got to give me a foodie tour. I mean. <laughs> You can come out here right now. It's a, it's a, what is it? Is it six forty-five out there? No, eight forty-five. Where you guys are, right? No, that's right. That's right. Eight forty-five. Right now. Yep. Right oh. now it's five forty-five. I'm on the golf course, enjoying my day off, talking to you, talking about soccer. It's a beautiful day. It is absolutely. Well, listen here. I just want to say thank you very much, Brent, for coming on the show, talking about your club and yourself. Uh, and the food. Love talking about the food. Uh, I hope you have a very always, good evening. You take care. So long. All right. Always food. Uh, have a good night and good luck with the rest of the season. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate the call. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for coming on. Brent Reese, excuse me, goalkeeper for Temecula FC, as uh, currently not in a good position right now, but hopefully they can get back up and. Uh, try and challenge for that top spot in the West. Waiting for my final guest tonight, uh, right now, Danny Rupel, a Cleveland SC midfielder, and currently um, in the division of the Rust Belt Conference. They are right now with, honestly, uh, four points. They should be ahead of Pittsburgh Hotspurs, but once again, Pittsburgh has a match in hand. Uh, and against Rochester, they also have a match in hand, but they are currently three points ahead of them. So we're just waiting to see uh, when uh, Mr. Danny Rupel will come on, and hopefully we'll talk to him and get ready to go. So, uh, But once again, you know, the NPSL um, right now, uh, really into their seasons at the moment. Teams are finally coming through, and we all know how difficult the coronavirus has been uh, in our country, obviously putting a, uh, a screeching halt to uh, MPSL action with the clubs. The ENPSL, of course, 
was really roaring, and it sounds like hopefully uh, they'll do this again this year. Uh, I really think the ENPSL League was spectacular, and I love having you know these E players, these electronic arts players. I'm just going to say that for now because that's the only people I'm aware of that does these uh, electronical games through the computer or other stuff. But you know what? It's really going to be interesting to see what's going to happen moving forward. Uh, and hopefully we'll see what's going to happen. Joining me right now, hopefully, coming from uh, Cleveland SC, is midfield forward uh, Danny Rupel. Is this Danny? Hello? And Hello? Hello? Yes. You can hear me. I hear you, yes. Is this uh oh, great, and this great, is great. Yes, uh my my name is Greg Burlhalter. I'm uh, uh we're talking about the big game. Wrong guy. Uh hopefully this is Mr. Rupel coming on. Uh is this Danny Rupel from Cleveland S C? This is Danny Rupel from Cleveland S C. Welcome. Thank you for joining me, Danny. I hope you're doing well tonight, and how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well. Thank you very much. So, uh, Mr. Rupel, uh, for yourself, a midfield and a forward, which position's better for you, to be up top or help create? Um, I, like, I like forward because um, <laughs> I also like doggy and missionary. I'm sorry? I said I like forward, but I also like doggy and missionary. Okay. Anything else? No, but do you have any more questions? No. Anyway. Um, folks, if you're not going to be serious about this show, then don't bother calling in. You know, trying to wait for uh, my guest coming in, and uh, hopefully uh, we will get him on and talk about his club, but um, obviously it's been um, really, really difficult to have a serious conversation talking about um, a uh, you know these players coming in and moving forward let's see hopefully he'll be calling in if not then um, then we'll just end the show but as I was trying to say before in the NPSL um, It's a situation where, you know, I love seeing, you know, having those guests on that were, uh, as we're saying, these professional uh, gamers coming on uh, with the NPSE, NPSL Cup situation. And hopefully um, we will uh, get uh, those people uh, back on to talk about, you know, the gaming uh, end of things and the... Uh, Obviously, just going to go forward and uh, hopefully to have uh, 
just to have those guys come on because, you know, like I said, Tridek gives those guys an opportunity here to move forward. So we'll see what happens, and we will just have to wait and see what's going to happen. And as I've said already, um, you know, if you're not, if you're going to call in and be a uh, a jerk, I, I don't want you to call in and do that. I want you guys to uh, come in with serious questions. But I don't, you know, I just, I just don't want to to have, uh, you know, this is a serious show, guys. This is a serious show. Talking about the National Premier Soccer League. I really don't want to have um, pranksters coming on the show here. It's a waste of time. You know, I I take it. You know, you know, I I am doing this because I want to cover American soccer, cover the game of the MPSL, and this is a serious show. Because if you're not going to take it seriously, then don't call. Don't call if you're not going to take it seriously. You know? Don't even bother. It's just not worth it. But, um, you know, just to see what's going to happen, uh, and hopefully the ENPSL Cup season, hopefully we'll have uh, those uh, gamers back on the show. I'm waiting for Mr. Danny Ruppel to call in to... uh, to come forward, and if he doesn't show up, then that's okay. We'll just end the show whenever we can. So, moving forward. Waiting for Mr. Ruppel to join me uh, from Cleveland SC, and let's see if this is the gentleman right now, but I'm telling you right now, if it's a, if you're going to try and do this again, I'm taking you off. Hello? Yes. Hello, can you guys hear me? Awesome. I hear you very well. This is? Danny Ruppel. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, Danny, for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. And uh, so, Danny, um, what's it like being on this club, Cleveland SC, uh, going forward? Uh, in a, uh, of course, a very, very hot... I'm sorry? Oh, go on. I thought I thought you were stopping for a second. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to uh, get my thoughts here. Um, Cleveland SC, second place right now. Well, technically, it should be tied for first with Buffalo, because we all know about Pittsburgh uh, only playing one match. But uh, in your mind, Cleveland is, uh, you know... We we know about Ohio with Cincinnati and Columbus, but what is about Cleveland that has become a very big soccer town? I think the game's developed a lot in like the past few years, and I'm, I mean, we just have a bunch of players with talent in the area and people that come in from college. So I mean, we just have a big talent pool. I mean, we have a few guys that have been injured, and the younger guys have stepped up. So I mean, you always have a lot of talent. So, I mean, the level's not going to drop when you substitute players in. So, I mean, it's always a great cause for our team. And obviously the Rust Belt Conference, we all know about the Rust Belt and the nation. Uh, very, very tough uh, conference 
in the Midwest, uh, you got the Rochester Lancers, FC Buffalo, Erie Commodores, uh, Syracuse FC. Uh, how difficult is it to get a full three-point win against these other oppositions? It's really difficult. I mean, on any given day, um, these teams can just perform, and, and you like just never know if you're going to get three points. I mean, you have to put a shift in and just make sure that you're doing everything that you can to put your team in the best position. I mean, it's a long season overall, so, I mean, you, we don't want to give points away every game, but we know it's a long season, and uh, overall I think we have the talent and the hard work and the, the guys around us to make sure that we can push for that championship each year. Absolutely, and, you know, you know, again, some of these teams have been around for so long, and uh, watching this conference being a very difficult – obviously all the conferences are difficult. And, you know, you got a lot of top, top-notch sides, but um, when you're performing in Cleveland – uh, what style do you like to play in your head coach? Uh, what, what type of style do you like? Um, possession, expansive football. I mean, we like to have the ball, but, um, I mean, that doesn't mean that we aren't going to be very direct and just attack all the time. I, I mean, we have great players on both sides of the ball, so, I mean, we have the talent to hang it around and just keep possession when we want to, but we also have the guys that look really dangerous going forward and rock-solid guys in the back that won't leak goals. So it allows us to play our own style of football and not really be dictated by what the other teams are going to do. Absolutely, and that's great to see um, and to also uh, learn about. Um, So moving forward, your head coach, uh, who is your head coach, and what what fun things does he like to do with you outside of being a serious guy trying to get you guys to play well and, and uh, prepare you for a match? So our head coach, Lewis Dunn, he, he started uh, when Cleveland SC was founded. He was a player, so I got to play with him for a few years before he stepped into his managerial role. And, I mean, he's just a fun guy to be around. I mean, all the guys love him, and he's a guy that brings the group together and holds us together because, I mean, I'm sure we have bad days, but Lewis always picks everybody up and creates an environment that we can succeed in. So, I mean, he, I mean, he's always out with the guys, and, I mean, he's just a great guy to be around. That's fantastic to hear. You love to hear a head coach being uh, <clears throat> a positive person regardless of what happens. Where are you currently right now? It sounds like you're having a little fun with either friends or teammates or family. <laughs> so we just got done with our game against uh, Pittsburgh. So we're at uh, Baldwin Wallace right now. Oh, okay. And uh, playing so that so now I guess we'll have the updated uh, record. Then uh, let's see here once again for the standings. You will now have uh, five. Uh, excuse me. Um, you will have two wins, while Pittsburgh will have their loss. And currently, you will be. Of course, once this gets updated. Uh, and thank you for the information. Uh, Cleveland will now have first place overall, of course, uh, with seven points. So Pittsburgh now will be dropping down a little bit. So you should have the top of the division as we speak. How how tough was Pittsburgh tonight, by the way? I mean, it's always tough to come on a on a Friday night after working. But, I mean, all the guys put a shift in. They were very organized defensively, so it took us a while before we broke them down. 
I mean, once we put a few in, they just started to crumble a little bit. So we just kept pushing, and we got got a good win. There you go. That's good to hear. Always love to hear about a solid victory in NPSL action there. Um, <clears throat> so now, uh, obviously, you just uh, you just ended it. It's uh, wh- so. Where's the celebration going to be next? Obviously, are you going to be st- hanging out and hanging out and relaxing? And is there a uh, celebration right now being planned for a victory? I think we'll have a short uh, celebration in the locker room and then get ready to prep for next week against Siri. Yep, that's long, always going to be tough. That go, Syracuse so that team. Or yeah, Syracuse. No, that's, Syracuse. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, so I yep. mean, Syracuse is always going to be a tough one. Yeah, we won't celebrate too much. I mean, long season ahead of us, so we got work to do. There you go. So, where you play in Cleveland and in the, near the city, of course, if I can ask you this. Where is the best place to go for either a burger, a sandwich, a restaurant, a steak? Where even for a, even for a brew? Where is the best place to go for a good meal in Cleveland? It's a good question. I'm a bit of a seafood fan, so I like Blue Point downtown. I'll take that. Okay. What's the name of the place again? Blue Point. Blue Point. All right. Yes. I will look it up. No, I like seafood too. I'm, I like seafood as well. Uh, it's a good place. Uh, where do you, are you from? The Ohio area, or are you from somewhere else? Yeah, I'm from Berea, so right where Baldwin Wallace is. Grew up in Cleveland my whole okay. life, so. There you go. Well, let me say this for you right now: if you ever want to go to another seafood place that's not in the Cleveland area and you want to go to, like, a dedicated seafood town or at least a seafood island in New York, definitely in the Bronx, City Island, the Crab Shanty, you cannot go wrong. Okay, you said in, in the Bronx? In the Bronx. It's, on the, it's the most eastern part of the Bronx, City Island. You've got to go through the heart of the Bronx just to get over there. It's... Uh, you can go to Google Maps when you're done with, uh, with, uh, with, with uh, me tonight. So you can go to Google Maps, check it out, and head over to the website and uh, see what they got. I mean, it's one of the best places I've ever had seafood in. You'll love it. Awesome. Yep. You wish you, you, wish you had that place in Cleveland. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, so listen, go ahead, get dressed, get changed, shower up, get ready to uh, get home, and uh, congratulations on the victory tonight, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you again for having me. Thank you. And that's Danny Rupel just getting off his game with Cleveland SC with a victory over Pittsburgh Hotspots. Uh, Excuse me. I probably said that wrong. Uh, Yep, I I was wrong. Pittsburgh Hotspurs, great uh, Good job from Danny uh, to win the match and for Cleveland, and it looks like uh, they will and now uh, be involved uh, getting back to the top of the Rust Belt Conference division. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, this will do it for the NPSL Soccer Show. Uh, I want to thank my guests tonight, Max Steigward of Minneapolis City SC. I want to thank Jake Starling of Duluth FC, Brent Reese of Temecula FC, and Danny Rupel of Cleveland SC for joining me after a victory over Pittsburgh Hotspurs. 
This is Daniel Feuerstein. Now, join me this coming Sunday night for CONCACAF Nations League's postgame between the United States and Mexico Wednesday night. We'll also have a postgame for USA hosting Costa Rica over at Rio Tinto Stadium, and it should be a lot of fun going forward. Once again, join me next time for this coming Sunday night, and then we'll see about a show for a regular Force and Fire there this coming Monday or next Monday. We are during the international break, so we'll see what happens then. But once again, my name is Daniel Feuerstein, and thank you, MPSL soccer fans, for joining me tonight. And once again, this is the National Premier Soccer League show here on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. Have a good night, take care so long, and bye-bye for now. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.